Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number five of the Iron Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Ashley, and my goodness, today we're going to talk about your perspective. So I'm assuming most of you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, and if you if you don't, I'll fill you in. Um, and if you don't watch my stories, you may not be uh, kind of uh, keyed into what's going on with me. So I have not stepped foot in the gym or touched a weight in two weeks. And the old me would have been absolute, like, I I would have been devastated with this. Uh, I would have completely freaked out, stressed out, all like just my world would have been turned a little bit upside down uh, because of this. So long story short, um, I don't even know if I can tell a short story, but here we go. Um, I've had like a nagging pain on my left side for um, a couple months now. I'm not really sure when I actually noticed it, um, but it was just bothersome, right? I was just like, I, I found myself always kind of touching my left side and be like, dude, it just kind of like aches. And one, I'm not one to complain. Um, two, like if you lift heavy things or heavy-ish things, um, we all have aches and pains. Like it's just par for the course here. So I just assumed it was maybe a muscle strain, maybe something, whatever. Um, and didn't really think twice about it, right? There was no like bruise. And as somebody who bruises easily, um, if there's no, no bruise, I assume I didn't hurt myself. So there was no bruise, no like actual swelling at the time, whatever. But up until like my leg day uh, two weeks ago, and I... <laughs> I almost finished my entire leg day. Uh, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. Um, crushed my logbook, which, you know, is fantastic. That's my goal. Um, and it was the second to last exercise that I was doing. And it was goblet squats. Did my goblet squats, went up in weight, wasn't anything too heavy. Um, I'm working on getting stronger. Um, but wasn't anything too heavy. I finished and I was like, oh my God, like, Ow, my my entire left side was just like absolutely killing me. And I went to go take off my belt. And you know how with a lifting belt, obviously, you have to like cinch it a little bit tighter in order to get it off. Well, that was probably the most excruciating pain I've had in quite some time. Um, and I have a I have a fairly high pain tolerance. And um, you know, the only thing that I can actually compare it to is probably when I dislocated my knee in college. Um, so on, you know, if dislocating my knee was a 10, this was probably about a five. So nothing crazy, right? Took off my belt and I was like, oh, shoot, you know, and it was just like, well, okay, here's my left side and it hurts a lot. Um, but I proceeded to do my last exercise and then go and pose. Um, posing was a disaster that day. Um, first of all, I'm not fantastic at posing yet. Um, thank goodness for my coach, uh, my posing coach, Ashley, um, shout out Ashley, love you. Couldn't do anything without you. Um, posing was even more challenging than it usually is for me. And so I, I made the promise to myself that I earned the goal that I was going to pose every single day regardless. Um, so I did my posing. Uh, Looking back, I probably should not have posed that day, but I did anyways. My whole left side, like my lat wouldn't come out, like nothing was working, but I sucked it up. I did it. Um, And then I got home and it was just, you know, me. Um, I'm not going to ice because 
I I don't believe in ice. So I didn't ice. I didn't do anything. Um, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll see how it is tomorrow. Let me just see. Um, well, I woke up the next day and my entire like left rib cage was super swollen, tender to touch. And I was frustrated. Um, and so I, I took a picture and I, I compared it to my right side, sent it to Justin. I said, just kind of give him an update. Um, and I was like, you know what? A little bit swollen, not sure what's going on. I took a rest day. I'm planning on taking one tomorrow. Um, I'll see how it is. And, you know, if I can train, I'll train. But I don't want to make anything worse, whatever. He was like, oh, looks like you have a rib out. Um, see a chiropractor and, you know, get some deep tissue work. So here I am, I tell my boyfriend, right? And I was like, oh, Justin thinks I have a rib out. And he goes, I told you you had a rib out two months ago. He did. He was right. I ignored him. Um, and at the time, I was like, you can't dislocate a rib. Like, you can break a rib or <laughs> you can – you either break a rib or you don't. You can't, like – dislocate a rib. Um, I was wrong. You can apparently like have a rib out. Okay. I admit I was wrong. So anyways, my rib is out and I haven't been able to train for two weeks and it is frustrating. Um, I've gone to one chiropractor three times to attempt to push it. I'm sorry. My dog is loud. Uh, to attempt to push it back in place um, with an adjustment. Well, that failed three times. Um, so I decided to see a different chiropractor. Um, and thankfully, this one is much better, much more comprehensive. And um, we figured out, or we think we figured out why my rib is out. Um, and it's not because I wear my belt too tight. <laughs> that was my initial thought. Um, it wasn't because I was going too heavy on goblet squats. Um, it's because she thinks I have um, a disc issue um, in both actually my thoracic spine, which is causing my rib to be out, and my cervical spine, which is causing um, some other symptoms that I'm having. So I have an answer that I hope is the right answer. Um, it sounds pretty convincing to me. Um, and I have an action plan. So I still can't train. And that kind of brings me to the whole point of this podcast. The fact that I can't train. Would have been absolutely devastating to me. Um, my old self. I, I would have gone and reacted very differently than I have today. Um, And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this. If you can't train, your initial thought is, I'm going to lose all my progress. I'm going to gain weight. That's usually what people think. I'm going to gain weight. And I need to cut back on my macros. And Old me would have done that exact thing. Um, I probably would have slashed my macros, upped whatever cardio I could be doing, um, which at this point is pretty much just steps. Um, because at that point, you know, two weeks ago, breathing was a problem. <laughs> um, it hurt to breathe. It hurt to move. It hurt to do everything. Um, and I thought I was going to train the next day. Uh, funny. Joke's on me. Um, so... 
that is how I would have reacted. When in turn, um, what have I done? I haven't trained in two weeks. Um, I didn't change a thing about my macros or actually Justin didn't change my macros um, and didn't increase like my steps or anything like that. And we just shifted into setting myself up for success when I can come back to train. So I've gotten more massages in the last two weeks than I have <laughs> in a year um, and in hopes that they can help, um, in hopes that I can set myself up for success. So I can't, the things, there's things that I can't do, right? I can't train, but there's also things that I can do. And had I had a more negative outlook or a negative perspective, things would be going very differently. And so I want to encourage you and remind you that it's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it and how you choose to do things that really determines whether or not things are bad or good, right? Things aren't inherently bad unless you say they are or think they are. Things aren't inherently good unless you say they are or think they are. And so my perspective on all of this has been good. It has been positive, right? I'm not focused on the things that I can't do. I'm focused on the things that I can do. And right now it's fixing my posture, um, maybe stretching a little bit and spending time doing things that I normally don't spend time doing because I'm training, is my life fantastic because I can't train? No. Like training is more than just lifting weights for me. Training is my stress outlet. It helps with my anxiety. It makes my mind clearer. I'm able to think better. I'm more creative. I'm more productive when I train. I show up as a better person for everyone else when I train. So this not only affects me, but it also kind of affects everybody else. But I'm not allowing the fact that I can't train make myself be negative and make my energy be negative and make everybody else around me miserable because I'm not allowed to train. Is it frustrating? Yeah, it absolutely is. But I'm not looking at this as like the two weeks that I lost all of my progress, right? I'm looking at this at the long game, right? How do I set myself up better for the long term, right? Don't make short-term sacrifice or don't make long-term sacrifices for your short-term either goals or situations, right? I would inherently, if I go back to training too soon, I'm only setting myself up for another injury in the very near future. And then I'm out for even longer. So in the time being, is it frustrating? Does it suck? Yeah, it absolutely does. Like in the, in the, in my ideal world, like this would have been a muscle strain and I would be training and just kind of totally fine, but it's not, it's a little bit more and I don't want to make it more severe. And I would rather get to the root of the problem and fix it for good than have to deal with this again and again and again and again. And that is why I am choosing to be more positive about this and just take it for what it is, right? It By me sitting here and complaining that I can't train and allowing myself to feel a certain way because I can't train, 
does not help the situation. It doesn't make it any better, right? Whether I <laughs> can train um, or the fact that I can't train, whether or not I choose to be happy about it in whatever situation I'm in or whether I choose to be negative and allow it to affect my life and everybody else around me in a negative way still doesn't help me train, right? It doesn't get me back into the gym. It does not help me to be negative. So why am I going to be negative, right? That only makes every single situation worse. So if you're the type of person to sit there and complain for more than like literally and feel bad about yourself for literally more than three seconds, I I want to encourage you to see the bigger picture, to actually see the silver lining and change your perspective on things. Because if you're going to sit there and you're going to be negative about it and you're going to make everybody else around you miserable, nobody wants to hear that. We all have things in our lives that happen to us that are happening to us. And somebody else out there may have it worse than you and probably does. But their perspective may be better. It's all about how you choose to see things and how you choose to handle things. Every single thing is a choice. So don't sit there and bitch and complain that things are happening to you and you can't train because of this, this, and that, right? I have, I have a client with a broken foot right now. She started with me with a freaking broken foot. And she is doing the best that she can. She's crushing her upper body right now. She's doing what she can, okay? This is how it goes. You cannot sit there and bitch and complain because you can't train or you can't do something. It's all about what you can do. Change your perspective, okay? Get away from that all or nothing thinking. This is something that every single person is guilty of at one point or another and something that affects so many people in such a negative way sometimes. And it's instead of they focus so much on the things that didn't go well or the one thing that didn't like wasn't up to par instead of all of the good things that went well. And this happens all the time with clients. They they send me a check-in and you know, I'm like, you know, I always say, you know, rate your progress one to 10, you know, um, did you meet your goals this week? What was your goal like from last week? Like summarize like how your week went. And a lot of times if somebody went out to dinner one night, right, and had a glass of wine that they didn't track or didn't account for, or, you know, they just did, they ate something unexpected or they missed one cardio session, they tell me that their entire week was terrible. When in reality, no, it was just one thing. They missed all of the good things that they did because of that one thing. And I, that's not it. Your entire week wasn't bad because you went over your macros on one day for one meal, right? There's so many other factors that come into things. It's not just one thing. One thing doesn't make or break you right? You're inherently obviously going to do better if you do every single thing that you need to do and you're more consistent, right? That will make your progress come sooner and quicker um, than if you do, you know, kind of go off plan more often than not. 
but your general trajectory is still towards your goal. So your entire week wasn't a wash. Your entire week wasn't bad because of one thing. Your entire workout wasn't bad because you had one bad set, right? It was still a good workout. If you crushed four out of five of your lifts, but that one lift wasn't the best, your workout may not have been the very best, but it doesn't mean it was a bad workout. So I want you to start thinking about things, not just in black and white, not just in good or bad, but seeing things as they are and stop labeling things and stop taking that all or nothing thinking because you are putting yourself into a category that you don't belong in and you're missing all of the good things and all the progress that you're making just because of one thing. And this comes up a lot, I think, also with people's relationship with the scale. And if the scale isn't moving in one direction or the other, whichever the way, you know, if, you know, most most people are on a weight loss journey. So if the scale isn't consistently going down, they think they're failing and they're not making enough progress. But if you look at their pictures and they've lost inches, right? They're completely missing their progress and all the good things that they're doing just because the scale isn't moving. And the scale does is not the end-all be-all. It is not the determining factor in anything, right? Um, so I just urge you just to take a different perspective on things and take a look, right? Nothing is all or nothing. You have to be able to see the silver lining and not sabotage yourself and give yourself credit for the good things that you're doing and see where you can improve. Because if you're only thinking the all or nothing, you're not able to properly analyze and break down where you can improve. Because if you always just say that was bad, that was bad, that was bad, but you don't actually look at it and say, this is exactly what I can do to improve, then you're never going to actually get better, if that makes sense. Do you have the ability to adapt and to overcome the challenges that are thrown your way? This is something that is a huge skill and very important skill to have in life. And if you have a plan, right, and your plan doesn't go perfectly, it does that completely derail you? Or are you able to just kind of pivot and take another route? And I recently wrote a post about this, and it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> any journey is kind of like a car trip, right? You get in the car, you have your destination, like you know where to go, but sometimes right there's a roadblock and you have to take a different, you know, you have to take a different turn or there's bad weather and it slows you down. Uh, You have to stop and take a rest and get gas in order to refuel and to continue to go, right? It's not, you don't just have one direction and it's not, you don't just like get in the car and just have this straight line and end up at your destination, right? There's gonna be stops and turns and like things that slow you down. And that's how, that's how reaching a goal is, right? There's gonna be things that get in your way. There's gonna have to be changes to your plans. And how are you going to react to these things, right? 
this happens to every single person. And, you know, I have, I have a, a few clients getting married right now. Um, and think about what just happened with freaking half, half the country just being shut down, right? Every single one of us had to adapt and overcome. And those of us who were more adaptable and able to say, okay, I can't do this, but here's my backup plan and I'm going to make the most of it. They were able to overcome more challenges in a different, like in a better way. They came out, I think, better than the people who, you know, just because they didn't have gym access completely stopped, right? But the ones who were saying, okay, I don't have gym access, but I have a broomstick, I have a backpack, and I have some books, and I'm going to make weights and do what I can, right? Those are the people that were able to come out further ahead than other people. So what type of person are you? Do you have the ability to adapt and to overcome? Or if you have an injury, does your life stop, right? If if I if I allowed this injury, um, and this like like I said, this is not a huge injury, right? This is very 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 small. Um, if I if I were a, to allow that to take over my life and to cause me to literally stop, then who like that does not help me. It does not help the situation. It does not help me get ahead. So you always have to be thinking, what can I do to set myself up for success? What can I do to improve? What can I do to get better? And just because plan A isn't available, what's plan B, right? There are situations where plan A is the only plan, right? And you make it happen no matter what. That's the same thing, right? There doesn't have to be a plan B, but... If there is only one plan and one destination, then how are you going to make it happen, right? That is the goal. You have to make it happen. So figure it out. And those who are able to figure it out are the ones who are successful. The ones who say, okay, I can't do it, and they give up will never be successful. How do you manage stress? Are you the type of person that collapses under stress or gets so anxious and works themselves up so much that they're stressing out even more? That actually makes everything worse. There's a ton of research that says that if you stress out more and you make everything more stressful, then you are actually like you're actually setting yourself up worse. And your your overall stress level is probably high all the time. Instead of being able to handle stress as it comes, not overreacting, allowing yourself to kind of take it in, think, come up with a plan, and then execute. And that's what you that's what we should all strive to do. I mean, some some of us think better on our feet than others. Some of us, you know, everybody handles things differently. But if you're the type of person to constantly overreact and constantly stress yourself out over every single thing, whether or not you can or cannot control it, then you are going to have a more difficult time getting anything done in your life. Um and I, that's, that's kind of a hard pill for some people to swallow, but it's, 
You know, usually the people who are very high strung that stress out about every little thing um, that does not matter in the big scheme of things, like in the big picture, like the little things don't always matter. They add up, right? That's not what I'm saying. Little things do add up. But when you take them like out of, out of context here, like the little things, they don't matter as much. So if you're stressing out about all of the tiny little itty bitty details and you're constantly taking on that stress, you are just setting yourself up for failure across the board because you're going to find that you are unable to recover. You can't sleep. You have gut issues, like all of these things because you're stressing out so much. So I want you to just freaking relax. You know, life happens sometimes and you have to be able to roll with the punches. And if, you know, if when I was told I shouldn't be training, if I freaked out, right, that does not help me. That does not help me get back into the gym. That does not help me reach my goals. And that does not help anybody else around me function any better either, right? You can't allow things to completely derail you and hold you back. You have to come up with, you know, you have to have the perspective of how can I make the most out of this situation, And constantly think about that, constantly assess yourself and constantly be looking and saying, you know what, this may not have gone, gone the way I wanted to. How can I make it better next time? And if you're not constantly assessing and constantly looking and constantly evaluating, then you're probably missing a lot. But honestly, long story short, being injured is not the best. Uh, It's really frustrating. Not training is really frustrating but I'm refusing to allow this to completely derail my entire life right now. Um, It's not the end of the world. It's very temporary. Um, It's not even a big injury. Um, It's just frustrating um, (laughs) because I would love to say like, let me just train arms, right? If you have a broken leg, you can train arms. Um, I can't even do that (laughs) because literally – Um, your rib is kind of, you know, kind of affecting literally every single thing that you do. So anyways, my friends, um, thank you so much for tuning in again, um, to the iron impact podcast. Uh, if you guys don't follow me, um, on Instagram, um, I'd appreciate it if you did, um, Megan Ashley fitness. If you like what you hear, uh, you can leave a, nice rating, um, leave a review. I appreciate it. Um, screenshot, share on Instagram. Let me know if you guys have any questions. If you guys want to chat, um, I love hearing from you guys. Um, any of your comments, feedbacks, good, bad, indifferent. Um, thank you so much. Um, and until next time, um, have a fantastic week. Uh, and I'll talk to you guys soon.